whether the relationship and interactions with your boss is in a great place or a not so great place, your boss plays a heavy hand in how you feel not just at work, but overall. Third most common root cause I see for fatigue, burnout, being stuck in a rut, and some of those other symptoms I've talked about so many times so far this season, your relationship with your boss. Today, I want to help you manage up and take an ownership role in this very important relationship. It's the Lead on Purpose podcast, helping leaders, teams, and organizations lead more intentionally, effectively, and with purpose. Well, thanks for tuning into the podcast. As I mentioned today, we're working on managing up, taking an ownership role in that relationship with our boss. First, let's talk about why our boss plays such a heavy hand in not just how we feel about our work, but oftentimes how we feel overall. There are environmental conditions. Let's just call them the conditions for success. Things we need to be at our very best. There's lots of leadership theory that I'll point you to in future seasons and episodes that helps us understand what research would tell us is important. But let's just appreciate at a very top level, there's certain things that you need in your work environment to feel inspired, to feel motivated, to do your best work, and to feel good in terms of your overall well-being. When these conditions are lacking, we know the impact it has, again, not just on our work, but even beyond professional bounds. It can impact our personal life. Second, only to you, your boss plays the heaviest role in impacting whether those conditions exist for you in the workplace. And so we have to appreciate the fact our boss owns the environment we experience. Because of this ownership role that our boss has in our environment, we have to get comfortable with the idea that we need to let our boss know exactly what our needs are and how their behavior is either contributing positively or negatively to our success, no matter where your relationship is currently at. What am I getting at? We've got to get comfortable with the notion of giving our boss feedback. Now, why is that such a big deal? Because I know it's a thing. I've lived it. And I've coached people through it. It's a big deal. So what's typically going on for us is we're imagining all the inherent risks involved in terms of providing our boss feedback. We imagine to ourselves, well, what if they're too busy? I don't, I don't want to burden them with this feedback. Uh, what if they retaliate against me? What if I get fired? What if they shut me down? Or even worse, what if they're not interested in my feedback at all? These are all things that run through our mind when we think about giving our boss feedback. I think one of the biggest things we do is we trip ourselves up by imagining what the conversation might look like. And we imagine sometimes going into our boss's office, pointing at them and saying, you stink at this, stop doing that, start doing this. Well, who in the heck wants to be involved on either end of a conversation like that? That's not the type of feedback I'm talking about. The way we want to think about framing up feedback for our boss is simply, I need something different from you for me to be at my best. Way too often, leaders are left to guess. We're out there guessing what people need to be at their very best. And it's like, let me try this. Is it that? Nope. Is it that? Nope. I don't know what I need from you, but it's not that. And it's this awkward dance step and a guessing game of leading in a way that we hope is contributing to the other person's success. We need to clear all this up. We need to stop guessing and we need to help our boss 
stop guessing by providing them very clearly the details around what we need to be at our best and what we need them to do to contribute to that success. Now, I know this idea of giving feedback to the boss is probably still not an easy thing to think about, but I want to make it easier. Now, another piece to maybe help you muster the courage and get over the hump is I want you to kind of put the shoe on the other foot here. I want you to imagine there's a member of your team, someone that you're leading, and they're sitting there with feedback on things that you're doing that gets in their way, things that you're doing that negatively contributes to their success. My question would be, would you want that feedback? Most people would say, heck yeah, let me know. I don't know about you. I've had the expectation as a leader of my team. You better tell me if there's something I'm doing that's getting in your way. So it's really interesting to me that when we consider the people that report into us, we would darn near expect them to tell us. But you flip that around and think about our boss and we say, whoa, that's that's different. I don't know that that's really fair that we would have that expectation of people that report to us, but then not be willing to exercise that very same expectation with our boss. Second thing I want you to think about here to maybe get over the hump is, and and you may call me a riverboat gambler for saying this, but at the end of the day, if things, let's say, are really bad in the relationship, what do you have to lose by addressing this with your boss? And so I'll put it another way. If I was to go in and tell my boss very constructively, I need some different things from you for me to be at my best. And their response was to shut me down or retaliate against me or basically say, I'm not interested at all. Isn't that information that we already needed? Isn't that clarity nonetheless that we would need to know that our boss is not interested in us doing our best work? Now, I'll tell you because I've coached enough people and I've lived through enough of these situations that I can almost promise you that's not what's going to happen. If you develop a really good piece of feedback, you develop it constructively, you present it well to your boss, 99.9% of the time, it's going to be met with, thank you. I've been guessing this whole time. I appreciate the clarity around what you need from me to be at your very best. Now, I have to say 99.9%. I did have one experience where I went in to tell a higher up in the organization I was with exactly how I was feeling exactly what I needed to be at my best. I thought I prepared myself very constructively. I thought I delivered the information uh, very non-passionately. It was not an attack. And I was shut down. I was met with a a brick wall emotionally and response-wise. And so I got to make a decision. That is clarity. They are not interested in what I need to be at my best. Now I I get to make a decision based on that that information. And so I used to say, hey, 100% of the time, your boss is going to say thank you. I now have to say 99.9% of the time because it is possible that you'll be met with, you know what? I am not interested. Uh, Most of the time, though, I think your boss is going to welcome this with open arms. I'd recommend preparing for feedback that you're going to deliver, no matter who the audience was. So if you were delivering feedback to someone on your team, you're doing a performance review that's got some tough feedback in it, you're going to give you know, feedback to a peer or a colleague, um, I definitely recommend preparation for all of those types of feedback. Now we're thinking about your boss. The stakes are raised 
even more cause in my mind for you to think about preparing effectively for this conversation. So I want to walk you through some tips and tricks to help you frame up this conversation very constructively and increase the chances that it'll be successful in terms of how your boss receives this message. And then also to ensure you're walking in with as much comfort and confidence as possible. So piece number one is you're going to want to think about what I would call your current state. How are you currently feeling overall? And you might consider the symptoms that we've talked about in a few of these episodes, going back to episode one. Are you feeling fatigued? Are you feeling burnt out? Are you stuck in a rut? How are you feeling overall right now? That's the very first thing you want to be able to describe to your boss so that they really know where's this conversation beginning, where are you currently at? The second piece to prepare for and deliver to your boss as part of this feedback conversation is hopefully the piece that clears up the mystery and really stops the guessing game for your boss. It's the opportunity to describe to your boss exactly what you need to be at your best. And so there's more than one way to think about this. But if you have been tuned in for the last few episodes, you might go back and reflect on some of the things I asked you to think about in episodes two and three. During episode two, we talked about raising your level of personal clarity. Well, what aspects of that might you bring to this conversation with your boss? You might think about what do you value most in the workplace? How is that a description of what you need to be at your best? You might think about your legacy. What do you intend in terms of your leadership? What can your boss be doing to help you be at your leadership best? What actions and commitments have you made to really get after that leadership legacy? And then episode three, we talked about fulfillment. What things do you need to describe to your boss? Do they deserve to understand about you in terms of what fulfills you about the work? What fulfills you mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially? What what aspects of that would be helpful for them to hear? Again, so they can clear up the mystery and begin to really fully understand what it is you need to be at your best. Okay, to this point, we've prepared ourselves to describe where we're currently at, how we're currently feeling. And then also very specifically what we need to be at our best to clear up some of that mystery. Now is an opportunity to prepare yourself to describe to your boss what's working well and what's working less well in terms of the behaviors and leadership they are currently exhibiting. So you want to examine for yourself what specific pieces of feedback do I have for my boss on how their behaviors are working well for me and working less well. This is not the end of the conversation. We don't just walk in and dump this stuff on the desk and say, hey, fix it. This is probably a continued conversation, one of many. This is not a one and done. So a few other things you want to think about and be prepared to speak to with your boss. One is what ideas and solutions do you already have around things they could do to improve the situation? And you want to partner on these. The other piece you want to consider is setting yourself up for what will future conversations look like? How often do you want to check in on this? Is this once a month? Is this once a quarter? Is this every single one-to-one? What do you want the commitment to be on both sides of this partnership to move things to an even better place? One final piece of consideration for this feedback conversation with your boss is to really appreciate the fact that it might need to be queued up. You have an unfair advantage over your boss, meaning you've been sitting on this for a little while now. You've been thinking about these things. And by the time you go to deliver this feedback to your boss, it could hit them out of left field. 
And so certainly, you know, your boss better than I do. What things do you need to do to help them put their best foot forward and be a good, attentive listener in the conversation? And I think whether your boss is a processor or not, whether the relationship's in a great place or not, I've always been a fan of don't surprise the boss. And so whatever you can do to cue this conversation up to let them know, hey, I've got some things that I really want to spend some time on outside of the normal to-do list. Uh, it could also mean, boy, I want to maybe step outside the the normal working environment. Let's go meet at Starbucks. Let's go have lunch. Let's have a conversation outside of our normal environment. Whatever you need to do to cue this up in a way that really lets them know this is important and I have something different that I need to talk through with you. It'll reduce the chances that they're surprised and it'll really help them put their best foot forward in terms of being a really attentive listener for you. Cueing this thing up, a very important thing you need to do to ensure the success of this conversation. What this all boils down to for me is what I call the mirror test. And when I'm in a relationship where there's some misfires and we've got some opportunities, I really like to be able to look in the mirror and ask myself, have I done everything I can to ensure the success of this relationship? And when I look at what's going on right now in the working environments out there, and I think about things like the great resignation, I do have a curiosity. Are individuals doing everything they can to ensure the success of the relationship and situation that they're currently in? And so if you take this step, it's one step closer to being able to pass the mirror test. Good luck with this feedback conversation with your boss. In our next and final episode of season one, we're going to dig into how to find and prioritize your time because we've worked on so many things related to you over these first few episodes. You might be sitting there thinking, this is all great, but when do I have time to focus on it? I don't have a magical answer for finding more time because there's only 24 hours a day and seven days in a week. So I've got nothing new there, but I do have some hacks, tips, and tricks that I think will help you maximize the time you do have and really draw some better balance between hopefully personal and professional lines. So stay tuned for that. That'll be out in the next couple of weeks. Feel free to check us out at leadingonpurposeonline.com. A lot of other helpful information on what the organization is up to. And so I encourage you to go check us out there. And then finally, would love you to subscribe. So wherever you're taking in this episode, whether it's on YouTube or one of the podcast listening apps, do appreciate your subscription and feedback if you have it. Thanks so much for tuning in and take care of yourself.